Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Before we get started today on our, our great topic, simplifying social media, the tips and tricks and what do you need to know, uh, what's working, not working. Jay, uh, joining us from Resilient Advisor and Resilient Digital Media, uh, helping advisors all over the country with their social media, with their video, uh, their web presence there. Uh, Jay was introduced to us a few months ago, and and we've had a few great conversations with him, so really appreciate Jay joining us. Uh, We also have Colleen Mansmith from Hammer Financial. I know Greg Hammer's on here a lot, uh, participating as a barista as well, and Rose Colella joining us from Sterk Financial. Uh, the communications managing manager there overseeing their social media. Jay, I want to start with you because kind of the most overarching here, uh, working with advisors across the country, you know, from a, a web, a video, a social media standpoint, uh, would would love to kind of start with you, get your perspective of what, what trends are you seeing right now? Yeah, so when an advisor reach out, reaches out and they want to have a conversation about their social media strategy, typically they've looked at my profile and they say something like, Jay, I'd like to have what you have. So forgive me if this sounds like bragging, but we've got about a quarter of a million followers across our different brands, but I despise social media. The only reason we have that is I know that's where attention is today, and we just follow the best practices of top producers. So I encourage advisors when they want to go and take a social media marketing approach to have both a strategic and a tactical mindset. And I'll just start with the strategic part of it. The first is you got to determine what your goals are. And the second is to really hone in on what your mindset is going to be. And to just to hang a little bit of meat on that. If your goal is to go and get more followers and more likes and build a brand, that's great. That takes one approach. Or if your goal is to reinforce existing relationships that you already have, that's a different approach. And mixing those two together can get pretty frustrating on social media. And I'm happy to go deeper into that. And then the second is the mindset. And this is the most important. You know, I mentioned that I don't particularly care for social media. And the reason I don't care for it is that, I mean, their algorithms are specifically designed to manipulate you. And so what you have to do if you're going to consume social media is make sure that you understand that construct and it makes the experience much better for you and helps you better build relationships with your clients. And the best ways to do that is just don't do politics, period. Don't consume it. Don't talk about it and stay away from controversial topics. You're there to do one thing, connect with people that you want to serve and enhance those relationships. Yeah. And, and Jay, you mentioned, even if you don't have a passion for it, you don't participate, but to be on there as part of your brand, uh, we, we saw from our audience today kind of who's involved in which channels. Do you see particular channels um, that, that are better either from an engagement standpoint, from a brand standpoint, from a conversion standpoint for those that, that maybe are, are on certain ones right now but not active or maybe should be involved in others? Now, I know it probably depends a lot on, on your, your target market, but are you seeing anything there of, of where people should be? Yeah, and it's important to remember that this changes and it changes quickly. Uh, LinkedIn used to be a great platform for driving engagement. Uh, Their algorithm has gotten a little wonky here lately, but there are still people getting results there. But to take it back to the strategic level before you even get to tactical, who's your target market, like you said, Matt, and where are they? 
Typically, when an advisor starts having a conversation with me about social media, they say, Jay, I want to have a Twitter profile like yours. I have 30,000 followers and tons of engagement, but their target market might be, say, dentists. Well, dentists aren't on Twitter consuming. That's an absolute waste of time. Uh, I have a hard time whenever we go through a thought exercise of an advisor who is serving a market that is not on Instagram. And most advisors have not done a good job with Instagram. And that's where, if you were asking for a blanket answer, the most engagement is for mm. financial advisors. Interesting. Ro Rose or Colleen, either of you, are, are either of you using Instagram right now as part of your mix? Not yet. Uh, we are planning on it. Um, we actually just hired a social media consultant firm and we're learning a ton about why things aren't working, why certain things really are working. Um, Jay, you brought up branding. That's been huge for us over the past two months is learning how to really brand everything. Um, we recently launched a new website, which made us start thinking about that. What are our colors? What is our look? What's our font and so forth. Um, and that hadn't happened for years and years and years. So now that conversation has begun affecting our social media too. And so everything that we're posting now has our look, our colors, our fonts. We don't just post random stock photos anymore, you know, things like that. So it's, it's helping. Yeah, that's good to hear. Like, not everyone thinks like that of tying everything together, you know, the web, the social, like you want to have that concerted effort. And, mm -hmm. and you mentioned the consultant you've worked with. I know Mary's talked with and shared that with me and Colleen, I guess that's a good segue too, because you mentioned like, it's okay to use a third party if you don't have like don't have the capacity or the the expertise in house because I know you and you and your team uh, use a third party to, to manage as well, right? Yes, we do use a third party, and um, it's really helpful, especially with um, maybe some negative comments. Um, it's hard to have a job and watch social media at the same time. So it's really nice to be able to rely on that third party to help ramp up engagement and um, help us with the maybe the little bit of negativity that comes out on social media. So um, I am really thankful for that. Yeah, that uh, definitely can be that fine line that I don't know if there's a perfect answer there, but when you get that, the, the negative comments that come in, uh, especially on a business profile versus an individual, like I, I know there's best practice on both sides, but Jay, do you have any thoughts on on how to address those when you, when you get those coming in on a business profile? Yeah, we're pretty quick just to delete them. So to kind of set context, we don't manage social media for financial advisors. Uh, there are lots of great companies out there that do that. Uh, our expertise is in the B2FA uh, business to financial advisor marketing. So we see all of your profiles. We, we see how you guys are building out your marketing systems. And then we help asset managers and companies that market to them execute. So for us, we go in and we just delete and disengage with people who have those negative comments. And unfortunately, there's other unscrupulous actors out there as well. And having diligence or somebody that has diligence execute on that for you is really freeing. Right. And, and I guess on the engagement side, even on the, the not negative, but those that are reaching out, you always want more engagement on your post. But I know, Colleen, we talked uh, earlier, like, that's why I wanted to make sure that you were on here, because I think you, your team, you and your team do a great job uh, engaging for those that do interact with your post, that you're able to turn those interacting with a post into appointments a lot of times, which right. I think would be valuable for everyone to hear. Yeah. 
Exactly. So um, part of what our partnership is with Thrive, which is the third party company that we use, um, is that they will um, go in and they watch what people are saying and then they engage with them to kind of generate the interest and then um, steer them towards an appointment, give them the information that they need that will um, help them with the questions that they have and then get them to an advisor to answer their questions and get an appointment set. Yeah, and the at least from my experience, the more you're engaging with them on there, whether a personal and business profile, the more comments you're gonna get. Like once someone is the first to do that and you're interacting with them, the more you're gonna see. And, and I think Rose, you see that as well with, with your channels. Yeah, the algorithm loves when one comment turns into 50, so they'll keep bumping it back up the more engagement you get. Matt, as you, know, Matt as you know, my wealth of knowledge in the social media has helped Colleen tremendously. <laughs> right, I mean, we, we, you were our first option, Greg, to, to host today, <laughs> but we weren't sure whether you'd be on, so we had to turn to Colleen. But um, no, with this engagement though, this, this actually brings me to, to something, Jay, you brought up to me on a call um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was on with uh, Nico, uh, from our team, from our marketing team. Some of you have met uh, Nico. He, he's a, our, our resident rock star when it comes to all things digital and he'll be at the MMC next week as well. But Jay, you shared with us too, what you're seeing is um, the importance of participating in social media from an individual standpoint instead of just the business. And, and like, I, I, I will own that from our perspective with JL Smith is we tend to do a lot from the business perspective uh, when you pointed out we should start to look more at the individual, and it, it kind of got me thinking, uh, Suzanne Scheinman, who manages our social media, JL Smith, had shared with me, we had a, um, our uh, director of first experiences over at JL Smith uh, retired recently, and we shared a post from JL Smith, and it had three likes, no comments. We shared that same post from Brian Bibbo's account, our lead advisor there, for those who don't know Brian we had over a dozen comments and several dozen likes, same exact post. It just shows that, uh, you know, and I'll let you speak to it, Jay, so it's not just me rambling, but people want to interact with people. They want to talk and work with people. And I thought that that, that one example was very telling. Yeah, and I, I don't know that I have that much more meat to hang on that because you, you nailed it. In <laughs> fact, at Resilient Digital Media Now, we won't take a new client if they won't also have a subject matter expert who's a person because it's hard to take a brand and go and build that brand unless you have Coca-Cola marketing budget. And it's specifically if you're a financial advisor and it's you know Jane Smith, RIA, or Jane Smith, who do you think your clients wanna follow? They wanna follow Jane Smith and that you build an authentic relationship. And the example that I've been given for a while, and now that he's political, I gotta come up with somebody else, but would, would you rather follow Tesla or Elon Musk? Elon Musk is much more entertaining and engaging, and he has the opportunity to build a brand for Tesla in his own personal profile. And the last anecdote of all the, all the posts I've done over the years on all these profiles, the number one post is a post that I did on my profile of a cheeseburger that cost me $15. Now, that's crazy. I put a lot of work into all these posts that I've done, but that's what people were engaging with because they saw me at Five Guys paying $15 for a burger and you know, to, to Rose's point, it got the likes, it got the comments and it built up and got the engagement that way. No, that's great. And Rose, do you, um, 
do you have a mix like that? Do you post mostly from, from Sterk? Do you try and get a mix of the individuals? And do you see a difference in the engagement that way? Yes, well, uh, before I came on board a couple of years ago, we didn't really have a social media person. And so someone in the office was going through advisor group to post everything. Um, <clears throat> when I came on, um, the owner, Mary Sterk and I came up with a plan of organically posting everything in such a way that, that compliance would approve it. So we were getting things approved ahead of time and then organically posting them. And that started working for us because when you go through a third party, often Facebook in particular does not like that. Um, and so if you're posting organically, you're always going to get more engagement. And another thing we found was we started using another company called Snappy Crack. And I don't know if you guys know about them, but they um, have previously approved content for financial advisors and you can post through their, their site. And we noticed that again, going through a third party is not something that the algorithm likes and nothing's getting any engagement because it's directing people off of Facebook. Facebook doesn't like that either. If you're posting a link that takes you away from Facebook, they don't, wanna, they don't want anyone to see it for obvious reasons. So what we're doing is trying to keep people on Facebook and engage or lead people to our website, which is working for us now. I, I, can I jump in here? That is so important because advisors hear about these great or they get spam messages in LinkedIn that say, hey, we'll run all your social media for you. And it's all this canned content that everybody else is using. And it's driving them because those marketers don't know what they're doing. And they're trying to drive them off of the platforms. I, I want to introduce a term that's incredibly important for people who want to build a brand today. And it's called dark social. And dark social is where most brands are built and content is consumed. And what it means is there's a piece of content on LinkedIn or on Facebook that is native. It is uploaded organically, not through a third party, and you don't have to leave the platform to consume it. So the number one example for people marketing to advisors is a five-minute video posted on LinkedIn that lays out a very articulate point that also has some long-form content attached to it will be shown to so many more people than it would if it was a link to somebody else's blog. Uh, and the same goes for gated content. Who wants to give an email address to get spammed? If you're a financial advisor and you are sending out marketing and saying, hey, download our ebook on the 10 best estate planning practices, think about that potential prospect. They're going to go through, all right, well, what's my old Hotmail account so I can put this in here so I don't get called by the sales guy? Really, what you want to do is build that relationship with them by giving them that content and then having them follow your platform and you build your authority. So when it's time for them to make estate planning decisions, you and your brand are top of mind. Sorry for my rant. No, rants are okay. <laughs> Approved. And we have our word of the day or words of the day, dark social. So there we go. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Um, Colleen, how about you from, uh, you know, we talk about the different topics and Rose mentioned the, the, the content through Snappy Kraken and Jay touched on that. 
Are there uh, particular topics or themes that you've used through the third party you're going through that you find uh, work better, either from an engagement or a conversion standpoint? Say the topics that um, we have found that are really engaging, of course, are topics around taxes. Taxes seem to be a hot button for everybody, especially um, right now. But what I would also say is to kind of tag along with what Jay had said earlier is don't be afraid to um, do kind of a less, a more personal post like the cheeseburger for $15 at Five Guys. We have found we'll have a fun day at the office like um we're in Chicago, so maybe we'll do like wear your baseball jersey to work. We'll take a picture and post that. That generates an enormous amount of interest. You um, can't discount how much people want to connect, right? They want to, um, that's what social media is about. So don't be afraid to go down that road and um, do a post that maybe isn't about a financial topic. No, that's, uh, that's great. And I think that that speaks to what Jay said earlier, the power of video too, because it can be so personal and it, it it's not just the words in there. You start to see someone's personality come through. Um, it, it's just about, at least from my experience working with the advisor, it, getting over that hurdle, being afraid to put a video out there, you know, try it, record them. You don't have to put them out there right away. Um, they're trying to get more on there. And as, as all of you shared, the social networks want you to keep your content there. So if you can record them and keep them on those networks, I mean, we're trying, Nico and his team are trying to do that more and more uh, with our team at C2P and JL Smith. Um, but those organic videos on those channels um, are big. And I don't know if any of the three of you have seen it yet. I keep hearing that LinkedIn is actually going to have a feature where you can have like a mini profile video at the top of your, uh, at the top of your profile, they're going to be launching it kind of in small like sub segments i haven't had i've not been fortunate enough uh to have that open yet but i don't know if anyone had seen that yet or or heard something similar i haven't heard about that but um that's really cool and it it made me think about um something i learned recently which is that when you post a video on social media most of the people are um reading it at their desk not listening to it and sorry someone decided to just do lawn work <laughs> Um, so if you hear a noise, I, I apologize. But anyway, so apparently a giant number of people that are watching YouTube videos or um, uh, social media videos that you upload are actually watching them with the sound off at their desks at their job rather than listening. So it's really important that you have infographics up here saying what your title is and then captions at the bottom because most people are just kind of looking down while they're at their desks. That that's an excellent point. I think for everyone to consider. I've heard the same thing um, from other people, in the, mar marketers in the industry that I've heard from, is make sure you either have the infographics or the captions because so many people are doing that at work or even in other places too, where they may not have the sound on. They're reading along, so um, that that's great. And, and I know Jay, like video is a big part of what you do. Do you have any kind of recommendations uh, for anyone on here of like? how or why to get started with that. Yeah, so one of the social media platforms that was not in your poll is YouTube. And I'm a big proponent of YouTube because it's the number two search engine in the world, owned by the number one search engine in the world. And you can go and optimize for SEO, you can create evergreen content, and you can create this educational receptacle as a financial advisor by building out a robust YouTube channel. And you talk about marketing. 
you meet somebody at the grocery store, or a cocktail party, and a topic comes up around, I don't know, the interest rates. And you can say, you know, we did a video on interest rates the other day for our YouTube channel. May I send you the link? You're not asking them for an appointment. You're not asking them for an email. You just, it's a great touch point. And then what happens if they go in there? They consume the rest of your content and then the algorithm continues to send them stuff. So it's kind of a no brainer to have a YouTube channel if you're a financial advisor. And I know this, this I, I'm gonna make sure we don't contradict what we said earlier. Would you use YouTube videos and cross share to other networks or do you recommend having different videos for different networks? Okay, so I'll be very specific here. The same content can be on multiple platforms, but you don't wanna take the YouTube URL link and post it inside of Facebook. You wanna upload the video organically or natively, that way Facebook has it and you don't have to leave the platform to consume it. Uh, I would, I, I forget who I stole this from, but content today is much like media in the 1950s. You have ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. You create a piece of, you create a commercial, you run it across all the channels trying to hit the different demographics and markets. And that's what all these platforms are today. With that being said, uh, that's kind of a hack marketing statement because you have to do it a little bit differently on Instagram, a little bit different on TikTok, but playing with those nuances, you can go and optimize the network. Uh, which leads me to the most important thing. Don't feel overwhelmed from this conversation. You don't have to be everywhere tomorrow. Pick one platform, maybe two, dominate it. Make sure your target market's consuming it there and then expand right. from there. Right. Yeah, I think along the lines of YouTube, um, if you don't already have a channel, really take your time in setting it up. You know, Make sure that your banner photo matches your branding and it says what, it, what you do. You know, Your banner photo is really important. It shouldn't just be your logo. It should be something that your graphic designer has created that says what you do and gets your message across. And then speaking of a, a, a main video on YouTube now, you can have a, a sort of an introductory promotional video right at the top. And then as you're going down and looking at all of your videos, make sure that you have your um, thumbnails are all, again, branded with your colors, with your font, have, it, have the thumbnails say what the podcast is about, you know, so take your time so that it really looks branded and beautiful. And if you need proof that it works, go check out Ritholtz Wealth and look what they've built from scratch, starting with YouTube. It's really impressive. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And actually, I'm going to ask Colleen. So Jay, Jay, if you wouldn't mind, do you have like a, a URL you could put in the chat for anybody that wants to check that out? Um, sure. Uh, and, and Colleen, I was going to ask you, are you or your team doing anything uh, with video currently or any plans to, to try anything out there? We do. We do have plans to do um, some five minute segments and um, very excited about it. And I'm very happy that the advisors are into it. So um, it's just um, kind of a long process, right? Figuring it out. So we're right. at the beginning stages, but yeah, we're heading that way. And are those like interview style uh, type interviews or one-on-one? -on -one? Um, they're going to be- That's just still being mapped out. <laughs> right, no, they're going to be conversational with um, kind of prompted questions back and forth. Okay, no, that's interesting. Yeah, let us know. I'd love to see those when they're available. I also, uh, now that we've heard that about Jason, you have homework now too. We need to see Greg's first TikTok video. So. Oh, holy cow. 
Yeah. So that. <laughs> I'm ready. Has homework I've now. been mentally prepared for this for years. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is being recorded, Greg. So we we have this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Rose, are you doing a lot? I know you mentioned it, but are you doing a lot of video currently or have any coming up? Yes, um, Mary has a podcast and it used to be just audio. Now we're doing Zoom um, and they're still a little bit long form. They're over 20 minutes, but now we're going to start doing uh, minute long videos um, and use all of the infographics details that we've been learning lately. Okay. That's great. And then I, I guess, Jay, I do want to come back to you since we talked about the TikTok and you mentioned Jason earlier, but um, I, I, I do think it's important to mention because I think some just kind of laugh off TikTok, but you mentioned like it is growing fast and we saw, I think it was 19% of those on today are, are currently using it. But can you talk about the, the power and why that's growing so fast? Yeah. So first, let's set some context. I don't like TikTok, just like every other social media channel. Uh, we just look at data and where is attention going? And as yeah. everybody can kind of feel how LinkedIn is dying as a social media platform and is becoming more of a, a Rolodex and contact management system, that attention is going other places. And it's clearly Instagram and TikTok. And if you think about it, it's the same way that Facebook grew. Facebook grew because parents wanted to watch their kids when their kids got on Facebook 15, 20 years ago. And now you have Gen X and late boomers who want to follow their kids and their kids are on TikTok. And so that's why the demographic has skewed hard and fast to Gen X and late boomers. And so at the beginning of the year, I went to my asset manager clients and I said, man, I've got some bad news for us. Uh, we've got to get on TikTok <laughs> and start doing Instagram reels. But what was interesting is I thought some of them were going to threaten to fire us or really push back. Not only did nobody push back, 80% of them were already on TikTok consuming it with a private account. And they were doing it because they wanted to follow their kids. And then a couple of big things happened. Uh, BlackRock got on TikTok, and then other asset managers started slowly creeping on. It stole a wide open ocean for financial advisors. If you, if you just jump on there and play with it, you'll see there's so much bad financial advice out there that if you want to be forward thinking and get out there and just provide educational content, you can build a really big brand on that TikTok platform. Uh, and then lastly, I, uh, I was talking to an asset manager yesterday about coming on as a client. And I suggested TikTok and boy, he was visceral about not getting on TikTok. And they have one asset manager that is their number one client. And I pulled up their TikTok profile and they had a million views in the last 90 days. And that's, it hit wow. them, they're missing out. So just like Facebook 20 years ago, unfortunately we got to pay attention to it. No, that's, that's fantastic. Thanks for that info. And, and thanks to, to you, to Rose, to Colleen for participating. Uh, I know we said it, we say it every week, but 30 minutes goes by fast. Um, you know, the point I do want to leave with that I think, uh, and thank you to all three of you on the panel uh, that mentioned is don't, don't feel overwhelmed by all of this. Um, and it doesn't have to be your area of expertise. That's why there's the, the third parties out there, uh, the other experts that are out there to help you in this area. And also, if you're doing this from a plan, I know, again, all three hit on this of you can you can have a plan for a piece of content and find a way to repurpose that across multiple networks. You don't have to recreate the wheel each time. So start with the plan, start with the strategy side first, uh, and then figure out how you can divide and conquer from there on the different networks. So uh, don't overwhelm yourself. That's what we want you to take away from. We're going to try new things, but not overwhelm from there. So. 
Um, thank you again, Jay. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Colleen. Uh, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us today. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.